Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here as always, my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how you doing? Fuck this, Adam. Fuck this just, what? Just fuck this. Fuck this. We had two of my children go down in the same weekend. Two. Two. I, I know. My family is fucking cursed. Yep. What's and next? Then, What's next? Corey Davis is going to be hit by a nuclear bomb. Don't you don't you speak down into existence? I mean, like, fuck. Don't you put that out into this universe? Fuck. Fuck, fuck you for, for even mentioning that. Well, given my run of luck, it's probably going to happen. I mean, fucking hell. You know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say nice things about the guys I don't like. So Debo Samuel, wide receiver one. You know, I was actually checking the, uh, you know how you have like the IBM Watson trade suggested suggestions and stuff. Oh, fuck that thing. But yes, I do. It's very bad. It's awful. It's, it's really horrific. bad. Terrible. It's like, it's not even, well, it isn't run by an actual human because actual humans would not make those trades. No, it's run by a damn robot and fuck the robots who needs them. Um, but, but I will say for as down or as depressing for as upsetting as the injury to J.K. Dalvins was, and we'll talk about that, and the injury to Irv Smith Jr. was two of my children. There is one person who is really down more than I am. I swear to God, you better not. Jake. Ooh. Oh, Jake? Jake has Jake has done two drafts. Oh, that's true. And he has J.K. Dobbins in both. Oh, that sucks. Oh, and, that really sucks. And the kicker is in both of those leagues, he didn't have Gus Edwards. Well, that's unfortunate, to say the least. Lesson learned, ladies and gentlemen. If you spend more than a third-round pick on a running back, you better make sure you get the fucking handcuff. Yep. Simple. Simple. That's literally what handcuffs are for. Yes, And, and diversify your assets. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. It never works. Yeah, well. It never works. Ever. Ever. It never, ever, 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 ever works. Don't then be f- do it. Because then you'd be fucked in multiple places. Exactly. And that's what he is. He's completely fucked in multiple places. Completely fucked. I deal with, I deal with him as I'm dealing with a hangover yesterday from a weekend excursion out of the east end of Long Island. I deal with him on on full-fledged psycho watch because he was like, oh, I got to make this trade. I got to make this trade. Ladies and gentlemen, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. We'll talk about J.K. Dobbins and what to do with that when we get there, but just take a deep breath. We'll be Jake okay. does realize that the season isn't on Sunday. It's next Sunday. We'll get there. We'll get there because there are some thoughts that I have to say because I've got a ton of questions about what to do if you have J.K. Dalvin. So uh, we'll address it when we get there. I'm just saying, like, you know, you can, you know, how it's not a rush is what I'm saying. The season's in two weeks. I may have a differing opinion, but uh, sure, let's go. With I'm that. saying you just don't. You can be pretty anxious about it, but. You know, you don't need to rush anything necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. But we'll, I'll talk more about it when we get there because there, there was a Why don't lot. Why do we get there? 
when we get there. Yeah, there's but there's a lot that's happened since our live draft show. I mean, we didn't do a show for the rest of the week after that. So there's a lot to kind of catch up on. That's what the show is kind of going to be. Yep. Is yeah. reviewing everything look, and then looking at ADP at the end and just kind of, you know, stock up, stock down for a lot of guys. You know what? Why don't we get instead? You, I know you thought I said when I get when we get there. I meant to say when we or why don't we get there? Because let's just talk about it. Yeah, let's, let's just rip, rip open the bandit. Yes, I was going to say the exact same thing. I know that's that's one of your favorite sayings. Yes, it, it. You know, I I have a few. I know you do. Uh, yeah. So J.K. Dobbins torn ACL, out for the season. Not great. No, pretty terrible. No. Actually, not, really horrible. Not great at all. And. You know, there, there have been a lot of people that have asked the question of, you know, what are the Baltimore Ravens doing, putting J.K. Dobbins out there? I mean, every every team does it with their preseason strategy. They want to get guys out there. They want to get guys touches in, in live game situations. Daniel Jones played. Yeah. yeah it's, against New England, and he threw an interception at the goal line. But that's besides the point. It's hilarious. It's true. That's the point. It Teams play their starters in the preseason. It's a thing that happens. Exactly. It happens. And unfortunately, these injuries do happen. Um, my recommendation for now on for people that are, you know, frustrated and, and whatever it may be, don't have a draft before preseason ends. Simple. Yeah, bird. Yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> we had to. We we were we were in a corner on that one. So we just kind of had to get it done. But for the most part, all my drafts are are gonna be this week after preseason is done. So I'm not in a position where I'd be looking down the barrel of JK Dobbins. I know if there's an injury, it's going to happen to one of my guys. It's going to be actually on a regular in a regular season game. So, well, the thing about that is that I don't understand that people are so up in arms about playing starters in the preseason for ACL injuries, especially since you're wearing and like Tommy John also for baseball and stuff like that, you're wearing down your knee. So What's the difference that it happened in week three of the preseason as opposed to week one of the regular season? You're still, you still don't have the guy for the rest of the season. He's yep. still done for the year. It still sucks. One, one, still way, sucks. one way or the other. One way or the other. It but doesn't matter when it happened. It matters that it happened. Exactly. Exactly right. Um, so I'll, I'll address what I was talking about earlier in terms of the mistake that people are making. The mistake that people are making right now is that they are being too reactionary to this. They are seeing that J.K. Dobbins is down and that they immediately are in full-on panic mode and that they have to do something to replace the void that J.K. Dobbins obviously has. You know, Now, this is a guy you probably took in the third round, third, fourth round, and now he's done for the year. I would say it depends really on what your overall running back room looks like and what's out there and what you can get. Like one of the trades that I know that Jake made was Jake went to the uh, Dalvin Cook owner and traded Alexander Madison to that owner for uh, Ronald Jones. That's a fine trade. I think that is one of those where, yeah, it's uninspiring, but there's something there. But then there was another trade that Jake had had mentioned to me, and I, ha- I have to go back and find it because it, it, it's really bad. It, and this is like the classic example of ah, okay, I have it. He's giving up DJ Moore, Joe Burrow, and Ronald Jones. The Ronald Jones that he just acquired. Yes. For Corey Davis, Javante Williams, and Tony Pollard. 
That's awful. Yeah. That's absolutely awful. You can't, you cannot be reactionary because you never know. There could be a running back that breaks out week one and there's your guy that replaces J.K. Dobbins. You blow a quarter of your fab on him and boom, there's your, there's your replacement right there. Say it's, uh, say it's Rayandre Stevenson of New England who looks That's like he's going to have a, he's going to have a sizable role to play in this Patriots offense has looked great all throughout training camp in the preseason. And now looks like he's carved him carved out a role in new England as evidenced by the fact that new England was totally okay with trading Sony Michelle to Los Angeles, which we'll get to uh, coming up. So you have to be on the lookout for those, for those kind of guys that, that can do it. And I, I would be just very, very cautious about going and making trades right now. Like I do have JK Dobbins somewhere, but I also have Gus Edwards. So it's kind of easier for me to say, you know, when I do have that handcuff just there ready to go, can fire him up and that's that. But I would just urge everyone that doesn't or that's really thin, just be patient. Just be patient. Wait for week one, see what happens and then go from there. But if there's a guy that you really, really like and you think you can get him, where you're not doing what Jake is trying to do and, and giving up huge pieces for nothing, then I would recommend you just stay, you just close your fantasy app until we get to next week. So that way you're not forced into making any rash decisions because that is one where uh, me personally, it, it's not the injury that makes people lose leagues. It's what they do as a result of the injury that makes people lose leagues and the rash, reckless, awful decisions that people then make. Yeah, you're absolutely right on that. It's it's rough out there for people dealing with injuries. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you could couldn't have said it any better myself, frankly. But you know, hopefully J.K. Dobbins comes back next year and he's uh, and he's back to the way that he was, but um, moving on from JK, I want to talk more about more about Gus Edwards now, because that's like where everyone wants to know what's the deal with Gus Edwards and where should he be going in drafts for me? I have Gus Edwards as I have Gus Edwards as a top 24 guy. And I, for, I heard the stat over the weekend. I can't say it verbatim, but I believe the stat, well, some the stat was something like only two players in NFL history have over six yards per carry averaged in their three seasons combined. It's Nick Chubb and Gus Edwards. So seriously, I think that's the stat, something like that. It was on crazy. It was on ESPN. It was from Elias sports bureau. I forget exactly what the stat was, but it was something like that. Gus Edwards is, is, is no slouch. I think that we need to, you know, point that out. He's a really competent capable running back now is he jk dobbins no no he's not jk dobbins he's not going to get and even jk dobbins wasn't really going to get the receptions anyway but you know what do i think gus edwards ceiling is if you could tell me that gus edwards is going to be i don't even say he i wouldn't even say he's gonna be a 20 plus touch guy i don't think he's that can is he a 15 to 18 touch guy probably with 16 of those being carries yeah yeah he's probably that and if he gets you 
if he can get you 16 for 70 and a touchdown most weeks, I think you're pretty comfortable with that. Problem is in PPR, his upside is going to be just really, really capped because he won't get those receptions. But you have 18 a, career receptions. Yeah, exactly. He's he's career going, receptions. He's going to be capped big time. So I would say, you know, Gus Edwards could be a really, really great shout. Uh, there are people that have been asking me about Justice Hill and, and what the deal is there. I don't really know if Justice Hill is going to be, you know, the guy. I, I'm not exactly sure. And then I believe, and then there's Tyson Williams as well, who is in line for an expanded role after the cool J.K. Name. Dobbins injury. It's a great name. I agree. So, you know, I would probably say – if you ask me where I would be drafting Gus Edwards today, if I had a draft today, Monday, August 30th, I don't have a draft today. Thank God. I have one tomorrow on the 31st, and then I have five in the next six days. I'm going to be really interested to see where Gus Edwards goes. But for me, I think the price for Gus Edwards is probably round five, top, top part of round five. That's where I think I would be comfortable drafting him in a PPR in a non-PPR, I could see the argument to be mid-round four just because of how scarce the running backs are. So I think there's more of a case there for Gus Edwards to have be more expensive. But in a PPR, Gus Edwards, for me, he's a top round five guy who probably has round – he could have round three upside. He could. I just wouldn't draft him in round three, personally. Yeah, I mean – you're looking at his uh, career stats over the past three seasons that he's been in the NFL. And what was that stat? These he's averaging like 5.2 yards per carry his career. And I believe that the stat was like six. I have to find it. I have to find the stat. But last year was actually pretty solid. He had he, in like 16 games where he obviously wasn't like the lead back for all of them he amassed 723 yards on the ground six rushing touchdowns which is a career high for him and 129 uh passing yards on nine catches so i mean listen he has potential and everybody was talking about him last or uh, his rookie year people thought he was going to be the lead guy in 2019 i have it yes Okay, so the stat is he is one of two players in NFL history in the first three seasons of his career to produce at least 700 yards rushing and an average of five-plus yards per carry, with the other being Nick Chubb. There you go. That's yeah. the stat. Seven. Confirmed on ESPN from Elias Sport Bureau. Weirdly consistent, actually. He had yeah. 718 yards his rookie year, 711 in 2019 and 723 last year. But again, here's here's the thing that I think people need to understand is look at where he is. He's a running back for the Baltimore Ravens. This is probably it's one of the most productive positions in all of fantasy football. You running back for the Baltimore Ravens always finds a way to be productive. So if you're a believer in that, like I am, then maybe you do take a stab on Gus Edwards a bit earlier than maybe I'm telling you. Maybe you do take a stab on him in the middle of round four if you're in a PPR. Maybe if you're in a non-PPR, you do try and take a stab on him in the back end of round three. 
it's a very good spot to be in. And if you're looking, if you're believing what Baltimore is putting out there, when they're saying that they're comfortable with what they have and they're not going to be bringing in a Todd Gurley or a Le'Veon Bell or carry on Johnson, none of those guys are going to be going in there. It's going to be Gus Edwards. It's going to be uh, Justice Hill. And then it's going to be whatever else that they have. Tyson Williams. Tyson Williams, Lamar Jackson. It's going to be, they're going to be carrying the ball. Well, the I guess Lamar Jackson would be the third running back, quote unquote. You could even say he's the first. You, you I, could, could I mean, I could, say, I could say that. I you think I would say that. that. Yeah. He is the number one. And then it's Edwards and uh, Hill. Yeah. But if you ask me right now, who's getting the ball first, first carry for Baltimore, it's Gus Edwards. And, and I mean, let's let's also call it for what it is, too. He has a really, really good week one matchup Monday night against the Raiders. So he could he could be a guy that if you do have him and he goes off week one, flip him. Yeah, I mean, if you don't need him, then if you, you can flip need him. him. Or if you think you can get something better than Gus Edwards, if you don't believe in Gus Edwards, then you flip him. And see what you can get. Or you can hold him for ransom to the J- to Jake or whoever owns J.K. Dobbins. True. True. But at that point, I don't think it'll matter. And honestly, the J.K. Dobbins owners that didn't have Gus Edwards, they're paying for their sins. Well, they what? Listen, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying you can do that. You can. You can. But they, they're already suffering enough. Anyway, speaking of uh, running backs and things like that, Sonny Michelle was traded to the Los Angeles Rams to fill in for the injured Cam Akers and be in a committee, I assume, with Darrell Henderson. Pretty much. And then it'll be Darrell Henderson once Sonny Michelle gets inevitably injured. Yeah, and then Xavier Jones in there as well, but the Xavier Jones crew that were really hoping that he was after a really good preseason, that he was going to be potentially chomping at the bit to maybe become the number one back in LA for this year. You know, that took a big hit with Sony Michelle. Uh, I think Sony Michelle is going to be the number one running back for this team. We could I do be the new cam Akers where he came uh, He was like third on the, on the death chart, Xavier Jones. Oh, I heard about Sony Michelle. Oh, it means Coming- Coming from third on the, on the depth chart, working his way up, and then at the second half of the season, he he breaks out. Possible, definitely possible. I just think Sony Michelle is better than Darrell Henderson. I know it's like an outlandish take. Wow, it's such a hot take. I think it is a hot take. I think a lot of people, you know, are are they feel nice about Darrell Henderson? I just don't think Darrell Henderson's that really good. I don't. Well, he hasn't really shown anything. In his career, like he, he, for for one thing, he was in a committee. He got beaten out by Cam Akers. Cam Akers was going. This was going to be Cam Akers' job. He was by the backup lot. by a by lot. lot. Yeah. So it clearly, and this trade shows that Sean McVay doesn't trust Darrell Henderson to be the guy in the backfield. Hmm. Or at least have the mo- the majority of carries because if Sean McVay really trusted. The, the tandem of Xavier Jones and Darrell Henderson, then he wouldn't have done anything. 
I agree with you to a point. I think there was a clear need for a veteran guy. I don't think you could have gone from Darrell Henderson to Xavier Jones. Me personally, I don't. So that's why they went and they brought in Sonny Michelle. Now, does that mean that Xavier Jones is dead, dead, dead? No, no, I don't think so. Because I think I think you're, you're exactly right, Adam, that if Xavier Jones is number three in that backfield, there is a possibility that he will get some opportunities. And yeah, he could end up being the, be- the best back there. It's entirely possible. But I think what they want is they just don't want one guy to be to have that veteran presence there in that backfield. They want two guys there where if something happens to Henderson, Michelle is there. If something happens to Michelle, Henderson is there. While they also have the young guy in Xavier Jones that can then step up and do what he needs to do. So, I mean, I wasn't too surprised that they made a trade for a veteran running back. I was surprised that it was Sony Michelle, you know, because I just thought that maybe they would want to go with something, you know, maybe a pass catcher a pass catching running back, I thought maybe would be something that they would do. I mean, there was always the link, the obvious link that, you know, Todd Gurley going back to LA could have been, could have been something. Uh, you know, been there, there was, there was some whispers that I heard about Le'Veon Bell, but you know, that didn't really do anything for me. It didn't necessarily move the needle one way or the other. So, you know, they, they bring in a guy who, you know, Came in, from, came in, from, coming in from New England, is not really a pass catcher, but you know will be a very solid number two running back, if not one B to Darrell Henderson's one A to start. Yeah, and I mean for New England, the the other side is that this means it's Damian Harris's show. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and you have Reandre Stevenson, but for the most part, yeah, this is. Damien Harris, this is Damien Harris' time. I said on the Basement Talk podcast a while ago that a bold prediction that I had for fantasy was that Damien Harris could be a top 15 running back. I think you might have said it on – I'm sure you said something to that effect on this show. More than likely. Wouldn't, wouldn't be shocked. More than likely. But, yeah, I, I, there was, I was like a bold, bold, bold prediction that I had that Damien Harris could finish a top 15 running back. And – with everything that's going on in New England, with the possibility of Mac Jones being the starter. Yes. Bill Damien Harris named a starter yet. Damien Harris now being by himself in that backfield. Yeah, you got James White there and yeah, you have Randall Stevenson, but I think Damien Harris is this is his time. This is his time to do it. If they if they have Mac Jones the starter right away, which me personally, I would be stunned if it is Mac Jones. I I Damien Harris just go yep. through the moon for me through the moon see new england it's not so fun to be in a quarterback controversy is it i I actually think they have a good problem i think they have a really really good problem where they have a young rookie who looks really good and you have a veteran that you know he's a veteran really yeah i mean i don't know it's it's fine it's just funny because it like you're looking at uh, somebody who's never had to make a decision on quarterbacks really in his life in Bill Belichick, except for when Phil Sims was injured, maybe. And I don't think, I think that was more Parcells than anything. Am I wrong in saying though, that I don't think Cam would be too happy being a backup? No, of course not. 
I don't think so it's, like, what, it's like, what do they do? Well, it's like, what's the plan? Do they want to tank again? Or see, honestly, I don't think, I don't think the Patriots are a team that's going to tank regardless of who the starter is. I think they're a very competitive football team. Well, it's like, do they want to see? I think it's interesting because when I was up in New England a couple of years or a couple of weeks ago, and by New England, I just mean like New Hampshire and then part of the way through Massachusetts and yes. Connecticut, which is New England. But listening to, to sports talk radio, they're like, why would you want to sit this guy when it takes three years, when you have three years on your contract, on a contract, you have to make a decision on a fifth year option. Eventually, usually it takes like the evaluation period is three years for young quarterbacks. Why would you want to burn a year having him sit? It's a fair point. But at the same time, you don't want to throw a kid out there if there is anything that's still marginally raw about him. When you have a starter that's there that can do an adequate enough job, look at what Kansas City did with Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith. That's a classic example. Is that they had Alex Smith. But they were a playoff team. I think New England could be a playoff team. But they were actually a playoff team the year before. Yeah. Yeah, and they went and they drafted a quarterback that they knew could be the, the franchise and beyond. And I think that's what New England did. New England went with a guy that can be the franchise and beyond. Now, do I think Mac Jones is Patrick Mahomes? No, no, I don't. But can there be a transition like there was in Kansas City when Alex Smith played 15 games and Mahomes played one, stunk up the joint in that Week 16 game, may I add, and, then, all right. and then turn into a star? You know, that, that kind of transition can can happen. There's no rush with New England. They have a solid enough offense after last year's horror show. The defense is adequate enough. They're adding some big-time players back, namely Donta Hightower, who did not play last year. So that's another thing that people also forget, is New England had more COVID opt-outs than any other team in the league by a lot. Yeah. So they're getting a lot of players back that they did not have last year. I mean, I'll be completely upfront and honest. They're the number two team in the AFCs for me. Regardless of who the quarterback is. Regardless. I think they're better than Miami. I think they're better than the Jets. Okay. And that, that's going to be a very competitive division because it's I don't be think, because I don't think and with you know me saying that the Patriots are better than Miami and the Jets, I think the Jets are also better than a lot of people give them credit for. I think they're a lot closer to Miami than people think. I think that just the big difference is Miami's defense is really, really good. And I don't know about the Jets' defense right now, personally. But I think that offense that the Jets are trying to build there is good. But, yeah, I don't know what the ceiling is for the, for the, for the Jets, really. But it's, it's going to be a competitive division. I mean, no doubt. Maybe, maybe not at the top. But I think in terms of, like, second, third, and fourth, it, if you told me the Jets finished second in the division, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, the more you, things change, the more they change, the more they stay the same, huh? Yeah. I mean, if you tell me that Miami finishes second in the division, I wouldn't be surprised. If you tell me anybody but Buffalo finishes top of the division, I would be fucking floored. Honestly, the Jets, what the Jets need is just a, if the Jets had one like experienced good corner, they could, they could probably finish second in the AFC East. Because that's like the only thing I can think of right now. And maybe like if they trade a seventh round pick for Zach Ertz, 
I don't know about the Jets in year one with Zach. That's the problem. I think this is just like a fly year. Ah, so like 16, 17 Maple Leafs. Whatever happens, happens. Bingo. The 2019, 2020 Rangers. Whatever 2020, happens. 2020, 2021 Rangers. Whatever happens, happens until Dan Quinn loses his job. But David Quinn. David Quinn. Thank you. Thank you. I I just watched Hard Knocks last night. Night now is and there, Dan Quinn was on there. So forgive me. Twenty seventeen Yankees. Twenty seventeen Yankees. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, actually, I was going to talk about like other injuries and stuff like that. To you know, like T. Way Hilton and Irv Smith Jr. both have serious injuries, uh, potentially serious injuries. Where is that to my son, Irv Smith Jr.? Where is that? Mike but, one thing that we didn't mention and that happened is there was some quarterback controversy, quarterback news in this, in this offseason cycle. Some of it recycled, some of it otherwise. Uh, Gardner Minshew was traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for one thing. Who fucking cares? I think the Eagles do. Who fucking cares? I think the Eagles don't. I mean, the Eagles might not believe in Jalen Hurts. I think that's what it, what it, what this might mean. I think they want a clear cut backup plan that is not Nate Sudfeld. Well, but they have Joe Flacco. They have. I mean, they they saw what they needed to see in Nate Sudfeld, <laughs> and they but, saw what they needed to see in Joe Flacco. Frankly, but, elite Joe Flacco, elite. Also. Yeah. I can't believe you're talking about quarterbacks. You didn't mention the biggest quarterback news of all time. The, are you being facetious right now? It's the greatest news ever. What is it? Jameis Winston is the starter in New Orleans. It's fantastic. <laughs> Jameis, Jameis Winston streaming season. We're back. We're back. Not on our back. team. Not on our team. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for Waiver Tuesday shows when we mention all about how Jameis Winston is a great stream for the week, only to bonus when he throws three picks. Can't wait. I can't wait. I'm ready for it. Bring it on. Please. Is it, is it really a fantasy season if you don't get boned by Jameis Winston at least once? No, not on our team. I'm forbidding you from picking up Jameis Winston. That's fine. I have many other teams. Okay. I have many other teams. Plus... Plus, our quarterback situation is set. We're not, we're not benching Justin Herbert. No, but if you know when that when that buy rolls around, when that when week seven rolls around, and you're like, "Ooh, we should pick up Jameis Winston." Well, we got to see who 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 the Saints play week seven. Let's see. I don't want to hear it. I want to see. I want to see that. Play. I want to see that. Play. Let's see. Let's see if it's viable streaming conditions. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, they're playing Atlanta. I think. No, they're playing the uh, the Bucks. The Bucks in New Orleans. Yeah, no thanks. Sorry, Janice. Wait a minute. No, in week seven, they're playing Seattle actually Two, three, four, on Monday Night Football. No, no silly. Packers no. week one, Saints week two, Patriots week, week three, Giants week four, Washington, Washington week, week five. five, week six by six, week six by Bird. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Then week seven, 
week seven, it's Seattle, Seattle. Monday night football on Monday night football. You're a hundred percent right. Yes. Hey, Seattle's defense isn't. No. No, no, no. Monday night delight, courtesy of Jameis Winston. No, please. Standing on the quarter. Seattle, Washington, Jameis Winston. Such a fun sight to see. He's winning fantasy games on a Monday night. He's giving us the Monday delight. And our team is going to the top. Awful. Hey, did I? That's that was terrible. Thank you so much. <laughs> have, we met, have we mentioned that New Orleans is playing the Saints are playing back to back Thursday night games? And nope. also, out of the they're playing a stretch where four out of five there's a five game stretch in their schedule where four out of five games are primetime games. Is that back to back Thursday game Thanksgiving? They're playing Buffalo on, th- I guess that's Thanksgiving, the 25th. That's Thanksgiving. They're playing Buffalo on the 25th, and then they're playing Dallas on December 2nd. Gasp. I've seen Jameis go up against Dallas. At home, or, well, in New Orleans. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then they go to the Jets at 1 o'clock. And then Jameis is playing the Jets. I'll fire him up. Say it right now. Street stream of the week, Jameis Winston. I got the New York Jets. Uh, and then uh, Tampa Bay on Sunday Night Football. And then we were robbed of a Drew Brees revenge game because we could have had, uh, even though he never played for Miami, but we could have had it. We could have had the Drew Brees revenge game in week 16. Could have. Could have. I thought you were going to say the Jadges. Cool Jadges. No. No, that was last year. Last year was the Drew Brees revenge game. I would like to apologize to all of our loyal listeners. When we took Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen, yeah. we had the gold charges stack. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, did, I didn't even say it. Not once. Oh, terrible. It was, not, it was nice. Terrible. I should It was FOMO lasted. Yeah. I'll make a promise. To everyone listening to this podcast from now on. Whenever we talk about the Jadges, I will say go Jadges. Uh, actually, speaking of, you know, now that we're here, New Orleans yep. is practicing in Dallas. In Dallas. Because of Hurricane Ida. Big. Big. Yep. That is true. Yep. That is true. As they, uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Well, thankfully, you know, their game against Green Bay is two weeks away. But yeah, um, that is at home against Green Bay. Yeah, it's a tiny problem. I mean, there's a possibility that game is played in Dallas. In Dallas. In Dallas. Dallas. I mean, it's Dallas. possible because, show. because the Saints are oh, – because they're, they're, Dallas is playing Thursday night. Dallas, sorry. Yes. They're playing. Dallas. They're playing Thursday night, and yep. I don't know if I don't know if they're having a uh, a college game that week. They might be. That's a good question. I'm not exactly sure. Allow me to check the check the numbers. Let me run the numbers here. Um, was that Saturday, September 11th? Doesn't look like. 
Yeah, it doesn't look like usually they have something in Dallas. Normally they do. I don't think they do. I don't think there is a college game. They have a game at uh, there's Florida at Raymond James. There's a game at Mile High. Um, there's a game at where the Dolphin the Dolphins play. Oh well, that's their home stadium, so that's whatever. They don't. They, they have don't. Nothing, they have nothing there on September twelfth. No, no. Well, it would be hard if they had a game on us on that Saturday, too. Yeah, but they do not. They do not. Oh, and by and by the way, oh, a little a little uh, a little humble brag here. Uh, the the nine eleven game, Yankees Mets. I am going to. Oh, that's nice. Very excited. Very, very excited. I'm going to have two Yankee games in two weeks, going to the game on Saturday and going to the 9-11 game. Well, that's Which will nice. be will be something. Um, we'll, hit on, we'll hit on these uh, quick. Devontae... No, well, well, wait. Yeah. The quarterback, the other quarterback thing I want to talk about, that wasn't Jameis Winston. Oh. Oh, yes. It's the rumor. The rumor mill is up and running. You know, we talked about Miami. Why? Why, why, why would they be considering trading for Deshaun Watson? Very simple, because Deshaun Watson is better than Tua. Yeah, but they're also trading. I had this discussion at work on Saturday, and I'm just, I just don't fucking get it. I he's, completely get it. He's better than Tua, but who knows if he even played? Like his legal situation is so up in the air, it's ridiculous. Adam, I know. I know what league we're dealing with. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I still don't like it. I don't agree with it. Not many do. I don't either. But the the for real answer? Talent. Talent wins. Yes. Yeah. Talent fucking, fucking Antonio wins. Brown. Stupid fucking piece of shit Antonio Brown. Ray Lewis. Who just won a Super Bowl? Ray Lewis. I mean, Ray Rice won a Super Bowl too. Yeah. Talent wins. Talent always wins at the end of the day. And what is Deshaun Watson going to do in this theoretical world where he ends up in Miami? He's going to do your favorite thing, Adam. Asses and seats. Uh, Am I right or am I right? You are right. On, yeah, just putting two and two together. It's a PR disaster. Yeah, but good, but, but good or bad publicity is publicity nonetheless. Listen, we are not Streisanding. You, know, the NFL is immune to the Streisand effect. But Adam, if Miami gets Deshaun Watson, they're level with Buffalo. I, I would absolutely I, hate it. I take that back. They're a step below, but they are without a doubt number two team in the AFC East. Without a doubt. And they're a playoff team. Well, yeah, because they were almost a playoff team with Tua and yeah. Fitzpatrick. Yeah. They, they are a no-doubt playoff team if they get Deshaun Watson and he plays. Now, right. it makes it, what makes it a bit peculiar is if they trade for Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson can't play, and it's basically a bye year 
where Jacoby Brissett is the starter. Oh, dear. Then that becomes a bit of a problem. Because then everyone's a one, everyone is one year older, and who knows who's still going to be there. I mean, you had the whole Xavier Howard thing where he, he almost like demanded a, a trade out of Miami. That was all nonsense. I'm sure it was, that but was all nonsense. It worked. He got a new, he had a restructured contract out of it. He's an even richer man than he was before. Good for him. Exactly. I, oh boy. It's a, it's a whole thing. Tis. But I just, just trading for a player. That's just trading for a player like that in limbo with the legal system where you don't know, like, I mean, he could be facing jail time potentially for this if he's found guilty. He could. Sexual assault is no joke. He could. Or but then I also, sexual harassment. But Miami wouldn't make a trade like that unless they have all the chips stacked and they know exactly what they're trading for. They are willing to take the legal ride with Deshaun Watson and I guess have the confidence that the result is going to be beneficial to them and to Sean Watson that he will be cleared and ready to play. Well, if they trade as outlandish and ridiculous as that sounds, if they trade three first round picks in Tua for Deshaun Watson and Deshaun Watson never plays a, a snap for them, that would be the the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. There would probably have to be some sort of condition in there, I would think, where. You know, if, if Deshaun Watson doesn't play a game for them, that they get a, a conditional pick back or something. I would ima- I would imagine. Oh, so they traded away their future franchise quarterback and two first round picks for Deshaun Watson. Who- I see. See me per- me personally, I, I just don't think two is a franchise quarterback. But that's a discussion for a whole other day. That's why I said potential. Yeah. Okay. Potential. I don't think he is. I, I think that there's there's one winner in any trade where. Regardless of picks, because picks, picks are lottery. You don't know whether or not they're going to work out. This is the Houston Texans we're talking about. They need to hit on those draft picks, which is never a sure thing. But if Miami gets Deshaun and it's three first round picks, those three first round picks are going to be in the twenties, if not the thirties. Well, unless Deshaun Watson doesn't play, unless he doesn't play, yes, because then it could be like. A reverse Larry Mansell train trade. True, very true. Um, anyway, so let's talk about the other injuries. Uh, Irv Smith Jr. had surgery on a on his meniscus. Prayers up, homie. Prayers up, my son. Out for what's like a quarter, a, a little over a quarter of the season. Yeah, four to six weeks, roughly, is the is the time for torn meniscus. And then T.Y. Hilton has a disc issue, which is never good. You know, anything no. involving backs or necks, I always get really shaky around for football yeah. players. Yeah, I don't know if we see T.Y. Hilton play this year. If he's dealing with a disc issue, I doubt Wouldn't it. Wouldn't be shocked. No. And then they're saying that it's not a season ender, but for me, how can it not be? At his, at his advanced age of like in his mid thirties. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's probably one of those, one of those. 
advanced age, mid thirties, Adam, we're 10 years away. Mid thirties. He's actually 31. Excuse me. We're six years away. Don't stop it. We're six years away, Mr. 25. At his advanced age of of 31, I don't think. uh, Yeah, it's a disc issue in his neck. No fucking way he plays this season. I mean, he could. I would, would I want him to? No. No, I would. If I, would, I was his would doctor. To, if I was his doctor, I would say, no, you're not playing. I mean, there is only one doctor on this podcast. It's not me. It's not me either. It is you, Dr. Gaster. Already a professional at Marshall University who has multiple degrees. Is an award-winning journalist and member of the 1% who gets daily emails from the Associated Press and is a man who practices medical science. Oh, you're done? I'm done. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, good. I'm using that spiel to check my phone and stuff. Oh, wow. Disgraceful. Um, oh, by the way, uh, yeah. before we got on air, we were talking about uh, degenerate gamblers. Yeah. And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. According to Adam Schefter, this is from an hour ago, uh, as we're recording this, the NFL's reached agreements with Foxbet, BetMGM, PointsBet, and WinBet to become approved sportsbook operators for the 2021 NFL season. You'd love to see it. Love to see it. Bring on the gambling. Um, two more things. Two more things we want to touch on before we look at. Uh, oh, actually, three. Three more things. Carson Wentz, Quentin Nelson returning to brackets for the Colts today while we're on the Indianapolis Colts. Good sign for them. Sam Ellinger going to be out five to six weeks. So if Carson Wentz does miss it some time, Jacob Eason is slated to be the starter for the Colts. But with Wentz and Nelson back at practice, good news for Indy. Javante Williams, a healthy scratch over the weekend. Melvin Gordon was active in the game, so it is looking like Melvin Gordon is going to be the number one running back for the Denver Broncos, at least to start the year. And then, of course, the Travis Etienne fallout from his season-ending injury. James Robinson, of course, is now the starter, with Carlos Hyde going to be sprinkled in there as well. But as of right now, James Robinson is a starter in Jacksonville. He should be taken in the third, fourth round. Okay, Adam, let's go to ADP. Let's go to ADP. So do you have any, any guys? I have a couple. I have a, I have a few, I would say, you know, basically we'll find a couple. What we're doing here is a good old fashioned game. Would you rather where we are taking a look at the ADP of certain players and the players that are around them looking at NFC and NFC, as you know, as we've said, is half point PPR. So, Keep that into into perspective. And yeah, we're just going to play a little bit of a would you rather. Yes. And I also did sort out the um, the ADP to be within the last 24 hours. So I did it from August 29th to August 30th. So that should definitely make it a bit more um, current. That's the word I'm looking for. Current. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Bird book for you. Bird buck for you. Um, you want me to go? Sure. Okay. Um, would you rather CD Lamb at 29th overall or Mari Cooper at 39th overall? Ooh. And we'll do this in full point PPR. Okay. CD Lamb or Amari Cooper? Mm-hmm. Same team, same position. Yes. Just one being drafted 10 spots higher than the other. Honestly, that's a that's a very interesting pick because um, with CD Lamb you have a lot more like the upside with CD Lamb 
is better than the upside for Amari Cooper because CeeDee Lamb is young and he still has all this potential. Um, I think I'd rather have CD. Interesting. I'd rather have Amari Cooper. Okay. Me personally, I have I have Amari Cooper as my wide receiver twelve in my ranks. CD Lamb, I have my I have my wide receiver fourteen. So it's completely, completely different than the way that I have it. I actually think the ceiling is greater with Amari Cooper. I think he's the number one receiver in this offense. Yeah, CeeDee Lamb is going to be a star. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But I just think at the end of the day, you're getting someone that, I mean, just look at what they're being drafted as. Let's just put it into perspective. CeeDee Lamb is being drafted right now as the wide receiver 11, whereas Amari Cooper is being drafted as the wide receiver 17. So you're getting equal, if not greater production at wide receiver 17 than you are at wide receiver 11 as guys from the same team. And I think Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb are going to be very, very similar in terms of their lines at the end of the year. I mean, very similar. Yeah, no, I, I see where you're coming from on that. Um, and it's me, very interesting, too, that Yes. Both Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are being drafted above Amari Cooper right now, which I don't have. And they're being drafted back-to-back, too. I basically. do have them back-to-back in my ranks. Um, that, that's always fascinating. Um, these are some, some interesting ones. Would you rather have... Um, hmm. Would you rather have David Montgomery at 31... Or Chris Carson at 38. That's easy. That's not close. It's Montgomery? Montgomery. Okay. Yeah, Chris Carson. Chris Carson to me is very uninspiring. He's just he's very, very boring. At least, at least to me. At least to me, he's just very, very, very boring. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. All right, but this this is an interesting one. Okay. Would you rather have Tyler Lockett at wide receiver, at, excuse me, at 46th overall? He is not wide receiver 46. In my book, he is. God. Or Chase Claypool at 63rd overall. Wow. I'd rather have Claypool. I'd rather have Claypool as well. I would rather have Claypool as well. Claypool is just very don't like- close. Very close to being a top 24 guy for me. Lockett is my 25th. Claypool is my 27th. That's so fascinating. I just don't see it with Tyler Lockett. He's a guy that Hi. He, he had three good games last year. Mm-hmm. We've much discussed. Much discussed. But I, I just don't know. I, I'm not a fan. I, oof. Not for me. Lockett, no. No, I mean, let's just look at the guys that are being drafted around Tyler Lockett right now. Let's just play this game. Tyler Lockett or Miles Sanders? Miles Sanders. Sanders going five spots higher. Tyler Lockett or Adam Thielen? Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen's going one spot lower. I would take Thielen as well. Tyler Lockett or Gus Edwards? Well, I think for this one, the PD or the ADP hasn't really caught up yet. But I think it I, has over the last 24 hours. It's caught up. 
I, I, I think I'd rather have Edwards. I'd rather have Gus Edwards. Edwards is going five spots lower yes. than Lockett. Gus Edwards, which is right why now, I said is fifty first. I'm not. What did I say at the start of the show? He's a fifth round guy for me. That's exactly where he's going. Okay. Exactly where he's going. I'll do one more. Uh, Tyler Lockett or Jamar Chase? Ooh, you know, Jamar Chase, there have been, like I was reading something on Reddit talking about how he's afraid to get hit and he's like really jumpy with catching the ball. He's looked awful. And I don't want to overreact to stuff that we've seen in training camp, but he's a rookie. You need to be able to make a a good first impression. If that's what he's doing in training camp, why would Zach Taylor want to give him meaningful playing time? If he's afraid of getting hit in practice, allegedly, allegedly afraid of getting hit in practice. Preach. For me, it's Lockett. Yeah, it's Lockett. I'll give you one more. Tyler Lockett or Kyle Pitts? I can't believe you've done this. (laughs) I can't believe you've done this. Um, I'd rather have Kyle Pitts. I'm sorry? Kyle Pitts. Can you speak louder? Can you speak louder into the microphone, please? Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Lockett. I don't like Tyler Lockett. And I don't like Kyle Pitts. Well, there you go. Well, you don't like Tyler Lockett either. I don't like either of them, but I like Lockett more than I like Pitts. All right, I have one for for you. I'm mean, gonna look like the biggest idiot on the face of the earth with Kyle Pitts, or I'm gonna be the biggest genius. I don't know. Could it be like how we were with Clyde Edwards Hilaire his first his rookie year? Hopefully we go two for two on that one. Well, hopefully, well, yeah. I have one for you in the same vein as the Amari CD thing because uh Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are pretty distanced here. They are. Uh, Cooper Cup is at 40 overall, and Robert Woods is at 32. I, I would rather have Woods. I would have Woods, but they're back-to-back at my ranks for me. Robert, Wood, Robert Woods I have at 15. Cooper Cup I have at 16. So Interesting. Very, very close. For me, the guy I would rather have is I would take the stab on Robert Woods at 32 overall over Cooper Cup at 40 just because I think Robert Woods is more durable. I just think week-to-week week he's a bit safer. He's the ultimate four-plan fantasy. Need a guy to get you 10, 15 points every single week in PPR. Robert Woods is going to be that guy with the potential to get a little bit run that. So Woods for me. I have another one for you. Sure. Would you rather have this one could has could either be like a slam dunk for you or you could it can make you think because this is involving one of your favorite wide receivers. Would you rather have Brendan Ayuk at fifty four, or or Julio Jones at 49. Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. That's not close. I would love to avoid uh, Julio Jones if I possibly can. Hold on. Let me just check our team for a second. (laughs) I, but okay. So people are going to hear that and they're going to be like, what the fuck? We (laughs) took Julio because there was nobody else there. The only other option that we would have gone for is DJ Moore, but I wanted to get Robbie. And uh, if yes. we took if we took DJ Moore, we would not have taken Robbie Anderson. There's no That's way. True. 
There's well, we no did, way. We debated it pretty, pretty. Uh, we did. We did. Yes. We, we debated it pretty hard. But hopefully Julio holds up. Hopefully. Okay. Or at least, at least holds up for, gives us two or three monster weeks. Then we can just trade him, which would be, that would be beautiful. What about Ike at 54 or Thielen at 47? Ike. Still? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd rather Ayuk there than dealing with 37. I'd like both. I like both. 47? 47. 40. Oh. Thielen uh, is at 47. Oh. I, that's closer now. Did I that's say 37? Closer. No. I meant, yeah, no, 47. I heard 37, but you may have said 47. 47. Still Ayuk, but closer. Okay. Closer. I think it's a better spot, though, for Thielen. 37, I thought, was a little high. Uh, 37 is pretty high. pretty high. The 37th ranked player overall is Mike Evans. He of the immaculate stat line. The double immaculate stat line. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. Um, I'm curious hmm. about that, that Jamar Chase thing, though. Because I kind of want to talk about it for a bit before we, before we end off here. Well, there, there's one more thing. That I, I want to do one more before we, uh, before we wrap up. So go ahead, go ahead, and then I'll do one more, and then we'll get on out of here. When you see reports like that with a rookie who just looks awful in camp, mm-hmm. I mean, how much stock do you put in that? Really? Significant. Okay. Significant. I am too. I just thought, because I don't want to sound like I'm being reactionary to this, but it is like seething, scathing the reports out of Bengals camp are about Jamar Chase. I would also say, however, the same reports were said about Justin Jefferson last year. So take them with a grain of salt while also being mindful that he looks like shit. Don't think it's a very helpful answer for a lot of people. I'm sorry. But that's the truth. I mean, that's just how it goes. Jamar Chase is an exciting rookie. He is. He's going back and he's playing with Joe Burrow, two members of the greatest college offense of all time. But this isn't college. This is the National Football League. It's going to be different. Joe Burrow is coming off of a massive knee injury. Jamar Chase is coming off of a year of not playing. So what's that going to be like? I don't know. My best bet is it's just the ingredients for disaster. You have quarterback who's banged up, receiver who hasn't played, team is terrible, receiver doesn't look great. Nope. And you have to look at the fact that their division is awful. For them yeah well the division is incredibly tough yes I, mean, I i wouldn't be shocked i think they're going to go zero and six in the division they might they might maybe they get the occasional win against pittsburgh at home again again exactly um but it's, it's the reason why i'm out on mixon and i love mixon but i'm out on him just because i can't have a guy that i know is going to be a really questionable start for six games right off the rip before you even start dissecting the schedule about what other tough matchups he has. And we've done it. We've done it. After his bye, he has one matchup against the Raiders. And then after that, it is diabolical. It is diabolical how bad Joe Mixon's schedule is going into fantasy playoffs and championships. Awful. Yep. Don't do it. Don't it do is. it. It really is. Uh, so what was your other would you rather? Uh, this comes off of one that uh, we did not talk about at the top, and we 
fucking should have. Uh, Jerry Judy at 56 or Cortland Sutton at 75 with the news that Teddy Bridgewater is now the starter for the Denver Broncos. Hallelujah. This is so, this is fascinating. This has gotten a lot more interesting now. It was the best news I saw this weekend, hands down, because Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are both going to be great. Yes. Who would I rather have? I'd rather have the guy that isn't coming off of an ACL injury. You'd rather have Judy yes. at 56. Yes. I'm taking Sutton. It's close for me, though. I'm not very close. I am I, not out on Cortland Sutton, let me tell you. I, I, I'd want to have him probably. Sutton somewhere. and Judy are both top 30 receivers for me now. Both of them. And Sutton was barely a top 30 receiver for me before. Judy was not even a top 35 receiver for me before. Now they both are top 30 guys. I love that Teddy Bridgewater is the starter now. I absolutely love it. And in two quarterback leagues, Teddy Bridgewater could be very, very, very sneaky good. That offense is actually kind of good. All they needed is a quarterback, and now they nope. have a solid one. I'm not saying he's a franchise guy for them, but is he a guy that can win them football games and potentially make things interesting? Absolutely. They have a solid defense. Their O-line is okay, kind I mean, of. Why not, though? But their I mean, skill, yeah. skill position players are great. Gordon, who knows? Javante Williams, who knows, but you, Tim Patrick, you have Gordon Sutton, you have Jerry Judy, you have Noah Fant. There's a lot there for Teddy Bridgewater to work with. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is like an an aside, but like, I think Teddy Bridgewater could still be like the guy somewhere for an extended period of time. I don't. I don't. He's looked good in his... uh, like at Carolina, he looked really good when he was filling in for Drew Brees. Yeah, and but you always have in the back of your head, though, what if he gets hurt again? Well, so it's listen, just, it, it just kind of like, you know, what do you do? I mean, Drew Brees had a catastrophic injury that could have been a career under. He did. And he, and he turned, and he's a Hall of Famer now. Well, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, at least. True. And he shouldn't yeah. be. He shouldn't be, but. He shouldn't be. Unbelievable. The slander. Fuck him. Fuck Fuck the Saints. All right. Well, whatever. Okay. I actually do have one. You have one? Okay. One more and then then we'll uh, we'll get out of here. Because of the memes. Uh, So the nice overall player. Hold, hold, Hold on. Hold on. I have a thing for this. The nice overall player is Russell Wilson. And Aaron Rodgers is three spots ahead of him at 66. That's easy for me. You'd rather have Rodgers? I know you don't like Russell Wilson. Nope. Rodgers. 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 A.A. Ron. Yeah, and I I did move Aaron Rodgers ahead of Russell Wilson in my rankings. Just want to put that out there. Okay. Well, it's good that the ADP is reflecting that. Yep. Because they listen to you. The, the gods mean, of ADP. I mean, I'm not drafting either of them, preferably. The fantasy football hive mind. Yes, of course. Of course, the hive mind. Like I said, I'm not drafting either of them. I don't want to. But Bird, what about the hive? You know, you know what the hive mind told me? What, what did the hive week? mind tell you? 
The hive mind told me that Michael Thomas is a steal where he's going. Oh, he's a steal. <laughs> That's what the high the hive mind told me. Oh, it's a steal. Our fantasy football told me that Michael Thomas is a steal where he's going because people are overreacting to his injury. Hey Adam. Yes, Bird. It's a value pick. It's a value pick. It doesn't make any sense. For those, for those wondering how I can go into those high octaves, no idea. Don't ask. I'm kind of curious, too, because I can't do that. Oh, it's, it, it's, it, I, I'm just a voice talent. What can I say? I, I'm built different. I'm built different. Oh, God. Oh, who's the radio professional now? Radio professional. <laughs> I, re- I mean, it's annoying. But Lee, uh, the bright side is the one. Oh, it's annoying. Mm, okay. Okay. All right. All right. No personality from here on out. Okay. Why do you have to be such a child bird? I'm showing no personality. Okay. Showing none. So petulant. With all those. Anyway. Great show so, today, Adam. It was a good show. I had a wonderful time. Yes. Speaking with all of you about fantasy football. So, what do you what do you think about the hive mind and what they say about Michael Thomas? I think the hive mind is very accurate. Really, you think Michael Thomas is a steal? I think he's a steal. I think he's a value pick at seventy fourth overall. I wouldn't draft him personally. I mean, court, I, I just yeah. can't trust. I can't trust a guy that is going to not be the same until November. If the reports are proven to be true. I agree. I mean, Michael Thomas is going at 74 and Cortland Sutton is going at 75. Give I me mean, Cortland Sutton. Every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Give me you know Cortland Sutton is going to be good to go to start. Michael Thomas is a stash and you're hoping that maybe there's, there's half of Michael Thomas that comes back. Oh, sorry. Too much personality. Shit. Way too much personality there. It's terrible. Don't want to be annoying. Yeah, but why do you? But why would you want to? It's it's ridiculous. It goes against the rules of fantasy football. You're drafting somebody on the hope that they will be that they will work out for you, and they only play half a season. Also, hope kills. Uh, I don't get it. It's ridiculous. Hope most certainly does kill, as I'm showing no personality. Yes, nothing, nothing. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts and we will come to you on Thursday later in the week. Another draft review. Another draft review. Very exciting stuff. Well, we'll be able to do both our teams because we have. Oh, that's right. Our, our draft, draft is on Wednesday night. Our draft is a, is Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff. Unfortunately, no live stream for that. Cause I'm working. Unfortunately. Yes. I get, I get a nine off. I could I could do a street. I could do a, a draft in my pajamas. Yes. Unless you want to record yourself. No, I'm good. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm good. You know, I have to do the. Uh, I have to do stuff for MLB Network that night. Oh, sorry. Too much first down. Too much first down. Wow, Adam, we work for MLB Network. Wow, I didn't know that. That's great. I'm surprised you didn't know that because I've told you a bunch of times. Must have forgot. Okay with this new personality and showing nothing i must have forgot more like your new lack of personality it's true see very flat very stoic i don't want to be annoying 
So I'm just going to sit here with my hands folded and let you do the outro for the show. Okay. For my co-host Ed Birdsall, I'm Adam Caster. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.